Willing. Hello and welcome to AUH AU for H Live. This is AU for H Radio. My name is Lauren Smith. I'm the volunteer radio program coordinator. I'm here with my sister advocates, Lee Roberts and Donna Shear, and we're glad to be here. We um, this is uh, Advocates United for Humanity. And um, we decided just to start doing these shows on YouTube. And we just want you to join us, you know, grab a cuppa, whatever you're drinking. And <laughs> pull up a chair. <laughs> Get comfortable. We're all best friends. Um, and we've been working together advocates for a long, long time on many different projects. And um, we are like to bring awareness and to share important information, you know, it's very actually really important that most of society doesn't think about all that often. We're just willing to tackle this stuff because we care about people, we care about children. And so, um, you know, these are difficult topics. Tonight's show is going to be um, January Human Trafficking Awareness Month because January um, was slated to be a month that, that would bring awareness to human trafficking. And um, to be honest with you, I never knew much about you know all the different you know aspects of human trafficking and i just knew about um like sex trafficking child sex trafficking this kind of stuff but i didn't realize there was a whole lot more to it than that um and then looking around the world you know you start to see like there's traffic in so many different ways it's unbelievable so that's kind of what's what we're going to touch on here tonight and um i'm just glad to be here Hello, Sissy Donna. Hi. <laughs> How you doing? Hey, Lee. I'm glad to be here. So this is what we're going to be talking about. We hope that you'll join us, pull up a chair, and uh, join the conversation. I'll be checking the comments in the YouTube chat live. And, uh, <laughs> and I'll be checking those if you have a question for us or a comment or whatever. You can leave that there, and we'll get back to you. And... Um, so I'm just going to talk a little bit. I'm going to talk first, and I'm just talking. Uh, it's a website called HopeForJustice.org, and they have. Uh, it's a great website. Lots of information. Um, what is human trafficking? You know, like most people, if you, if you haven't done the studies on it, don't even know what human trafficking is. No. Um, and I mean, people. It's it's unbelievable the numbers, the the amount of people every year around the world that are trafficked. I mean, it, it's happening in North America too, but it's also happening all around the world. And so it's unbelievable. And we sit back in our lives, we don't hear much about it. It's, you know, we don't think about it, right? So that's why we're bringing, we, we, we want to join in and bring awareness to this. We also have um, sort of over the years been involved with the um, Gwendine Grant and her daughter, Jesse Foster, missing missing Jesse Foster. And um, Donna's gonna talk about that later. And Lee's gonna talk about some stats and stuff as well. So first of all, before we get started in this, I myself was uh, often by myself, um, wherever I was with my family. And um, my mom and my sister had taken me and my nephews to Las Vegas. It was like a weekend trip. My mom and my sister wanted to gamble. So they just left me and my nephews who were we were about nine, 10 years old, to run around on the, the strip by ourselves. And so my nephews ditched me because they didn't want 
they wanted to pick up girls, I guess, you know, try to get girlfriends or something. I don't know what they were doing. And they ditched me. So I was by myself walking around in downtown Las Vegas on the strip. And I had a I was in a McDonald's in a public restaurant <laughs> in line to order in the queue. I'm gonna order my food. I was gonna have a little hamburger because my mom had given me like I don't know, two, three bucks for the day for food, right? We were we were told to go away for the day. I saw I'm sitting there in line and this guy propositions me. He thinks I'm a child hooker. Like I'm a child, I'm a child sex worker. And uh, he's like touching me, he's got his hands on me, and he's like, Oh, I was like creeping out, and I'm like, uh <laughs> and the guy in front of me was just like, get your hands off your bed. Yeah. So he, he didn't try anything, but the thing is is I left that McDonald's and, you know, I was aware children are on the streets, runaways, you know, I knew about all this when I was growing up. And um, as I was walking on the street there on the strip, I could pick out and pinpoint the child hookers that were on that street because children don't hang around on the strip in Las Vegas. You know what I mean? It's, it's a, it's a horrific situation. Um, it just, Children are, are kidnapped and got and taken into that. So I'm just briefly mentioning that. I mean, it is a scary business. Children's scary, lives, scary. children are dying. You know what I mean? And adults are dying. So uh, we'll get right into this. I mean, this is so important for people to realize. You know, you do have you have to protect your children. You just can't let. This is a dangerous world, man. <laughs> you just can't let your kids just wander around willy nilly all for themselves. You can't. It's it's not safe. So general indicators, like uh, what is uh, uh, human trafficking? And they go on to explain, um, you know, it's it's a lot of different things. It's sexual exploitation, forced labor, child abuse, criminal activities, domestic This And it, this is encompasses, this is a lot of information, but we're just gonna kind of touch on it here. I'm reading from hopeforjustice.org, right from their main page, a spot the science, and that's what this is called. They said, uh, general indicators, trafficking victims are often lured into another country by false promises, and so many, so, so may not easily trust others. They may be fearful of police or authorities. They may be fearful of the trafficker, believing their lives or family members' lives are at risk if they escape. They may exhibit uh, signs of physical, psychological trauma, anxiety, lack of memory, recent events. They may be, like, bruised and, and you know, Need, you know, need medical attention. They may be fearful of telling others about their situation. Um, they have limited freedom of movement. They may be paid very little or just not paid at all. They um, have limited access to medical care. Some seem to be in debt. Um, they may have no passport or mention that someone else is holding their passport. They may be moved regularly to avoid detection. Um, they may be controlled by using witchcraft believe that or not that's on this website it's true uh it's absolutely horrific sexual exploitation they said be aware ordinary residential housing hotels are being used more and more for brothels people forced into sexual exploitation may be moved between brothels sometimes from city to city they may be sleeping sleeping on the work premises so they're like living there display a limited amount of clothing or or a large proportion of sexual type clothing display substance misuse. They may be forced, intimidated, or coerced into providing sexual services. They may be subjected to abduction, assault, or rape. 
they may be unable to travel freely. They might be picked up and dropped off at a certain location by other people. They never have their own vehicle. They may have money for their services provided, um, collected by another person. So they never handle the money. Um, this is the sexual exploitation part of that. And a lot of adults are involved in that. And it's unfortunate. Um, we're going to talk about that with uh, Jesse Foster. Forced labor. This is where all the work is done under the menace of a, of a penalty or the person who offered himself voluntarily and is now unable to leave. So this is forced labor. They may experience threat of, or actual physical harm if they try to leave, right? Um, restriction of movement or confinement. And um, <coughs> not be paid. You might not be paid or paid very little. Their documents like passport, security, uh, social cards, is social security, stuff like that, should, could be held by somebody else so that they can't leave, right? Um, threat of revealing to authorities an irregular immigration status, right? Their employers unable to produce documents required, all sorts of this stuff's going on all over the world. Poor or non-existent health and safety standards, requirement to pay for tools and food, imposed place of, uh, of accommodation, and then they're, they're deducted for that accommodation, so they take that out of their money that they might, their very little money that they might make. Pay this less than minimum wage, dependence on employer for services, and no access to labor contract, and excessive work hours and few breaks. Now we know this is going on around the world, forced labor. I would say very, you know, it's not so common in like the USA and Canada, like North America, but even down in Mexico, I mean, that's part of North America, and they definitely have their issues down there, Central America, South America. So, um, you know, it's even in our own continent that this stuff is going on. But we know it's going on all around the world. Um, in every country, has its share of this sort of thing. It's 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 a disgrace that we've come, you know, that we that we're, you know, living in this age, 2021 now, and this is still going on. This is the oldest. You know, this is like, this has been going on forever. People have been trafficking humans and, and forcing humans into slavery. Now, this is modern slavery. And yeah. we still have slavery. Can you believe that? I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. So, you know, we just shake our heads. Anybody who's looking into this going, well, how do you stop this mess? You know, this is the issue. That's why I'm glad that there's people actually working on stopping this. <laughs> it's like child abuse. We're working on that all the time. Child abuse prevention. Child abuse is another issue, an abuse of a child's vulnerability by a person's position of power or trust, exploiting that position to obtain sexual services in exchange for some, some form of favor, such as alcohol, drugs, attention, or gifts. And they said, you may notice that a child is often going missing or truanting. They might be secretive. Um, they might have unexplained money or gifts. These are children that are being trafficked, right? They might be experimenting with drugs and alcohol. Associated, associating with and being groomed by older people, not in the normal networks. Now, this is a real problem. That's why we work on child abuse prevention heavy, because there are people out there just waiting to get a hold of a child, and they they they're, they're looking for the vulnerable who they can get a hold of. Um, and they, that's why you need to protect your children if you're watching this. You really do. If you have children, you have grandchildren, <laughs> you can't do enough to protect them. You really can't. In relation, maybe in relationships with significantly older people, they may be taking part in social activities with no plausible explanation. Seen entering or leaving vehicles with unknown adults, they may show evidence of physical sexual assault, including STDs and sexually transmitted transmitted diseases. 
showing signs of low self-image and self-harm eating disorder. So these are stuff to look out for, you know, for uh, children that are in sex trafficking. Unbelievable, you know. Um, criminal activities is another one. The person is recruited and forced, deceived into conducting some form of criminal activity such as pickpocketing, begging, cannabis cultivation, and benefit fraud. So the same indicators as for forced labor, but for cannabis cultivation, you may also notice that windows of property are perma permanently covered from the inside. Visits to the property are at unusual times. Property may be residential. Unusual noises coming from the property, for like, like for instance, machinery, and pungent smells coming from the property. That's if someone's illegally growing um, marijuana and or you know, cannabis. Whatever. So domestic servitude, this is a, they said here, it's a particularly, particularly serious form of denial of freedom. This includes the obligation to provide certain services and the obligation to live in, one, in another person's property without the possibility of changing those circumstances. Modern day slavery, man. Um, yeah. They've been living and working for a family in a private home, um, not eating with the rest of the family, having no bedroom or place. <laughs> Uh, no private space, being forced to work excessive hours, like on call 24 hours a day. They never leave the house without the employer. They may be malnourished, and they may be reported as missing or accused of a crime by their employer if they try to escape. Unbelievable. So their website gives out the information, you know, what to do in the United States or in the UK. Uh, if you suspect that someone is being trafficked in any way, you can phone those numbers. Um, it's absolutely important because it's it's unbelievable that this is still going on today. And we know that the world has a huge problem with the child sex trade, but even the adult sex trade, sex trafficking, it's unbelievably discouraging to see that the numbers, I mean, they're, they are managing to bust some of these rings, these trafficking rings, taking out thousands of people with them when they do. But they said for every one that they take down, a thousand more pop up thousand more people so they can't quite you know there's always so much they can do uh, but they said what is the, the simplest way to explain human trafficking the, the commonly ex accepted international definition of human trafficking comes from the UN protocol to prevent suppress and punish trafficking in persons especially women and children which is one of the of three protocols known collectively as the Palermo protocols and the best way to understand human trafficking is to split it into its three elements each element must be present to establish a case of tra trafficking. Ask yourself, has there been uh, the act? What is that? Recruitment, transportation, transfer, harboring, or receipt of persons? The means, how it is done? Threat or use of force, coercion, abduction, fraud, deception, abuse of power or position of vulnerability, giving or receiving of payment benefits. And the person, why is it done? Sexual exploitation, forced labor or services, slavery, servitude, removal of organs. I mean, there's even organ, uh, you know, they're even taking people's organs, harvesting organs. Like, this is unbelievable, but this is happening. And this is, I mean, it's just nuts. So if you want more, go to hopeforjustice.org and check that out. That's a great website. All right. Um, Lori, the first thing I think of when I think about human trafficking is um, the missing Jessie Foster. She's been missing since March 29th of 2006. 
Jessie was a beautiful, smart, talented girl. She had the rest of her life ahead of her. And her going missing was just absolutely heartbreaking. I volunteered with Glenn Dean for another organization um, many years ago. Uh, we both worked on a blog talk radio show. And, you know, my heart went out to her, but she was so determined, even with all the, you know, the negative and the not knowing. She was just so focused and so driven. I just, I totally respect her. I respect her desire to bring Jesse home. So I, I often think if that was me and my child went missing or was in that circumstances, how strong I would be. And I don't, I don't think I would be that strong. I'm, yeah. you know, I mean, a lot of people, they either thrive or, you know, they take the down road and I'm just not so sure how I would be. I would be willing to get my child back at any cost as she is, but I mean, the way she does it, she's just so strong and she has this will to make a difference. And I have nothing but respect for Glendine. But um, after Jesse went missing, Glendine formed MATH, it's Mothers Against Trafficking Humans. And that was in April of 2010. And she created that organization in effort to create public awareness for human trafficking. And as you said, there's a lot of people that really don't know what human trafficking is. Mm -hmm. so, but um, after Jesse went missing, things really started to come together for Glendine. Um, when Jesse was 17, she befriended a man from Calgary. And they stayed friends even after she graduated high school, got a job, got her own apartment. And from a distance, Glendine didn't think something was right. She kind of thought she was being groomed, but she couldn't be sure. You know, human trafficking is really new to a lot of us. It, it's not my um, specialty, so to speak. I know more about child abuse, awareness, education, stats. That's kind of my main focus. Mm -hmm. You know, so I can understand how she, too, didn't, you know, really know a lot about human trafficking. But um, it was later noted that the friend was a recruiter. He was a known pimp. And um, that... That man and another friend asked Jesse to go on vacation with them. And they took Jesse to Florida, um, Manhattan, Atlantic City. And instead of bringing her home, they were talking about going to Vegas. Um, it was suggested on this trip that Jesse prostitute herself out because they were running low on funding and money. And they had this about getting her back home. And she kind of called Glendine that night in panic. She was very upset, you know, thinking that her friends wanted to prostitute her out, you know. As she continued to talk with Glendine, she just thought, oh, you know, they're just being a jerk. And she ended up, she went back to the room. So Glendine, she was still very, you know, worried, as any mother would be. I'd be in a panic. <laughs> but let's see, called, I mean, I'd just be. I'd be so crazy with worry that <laughs> I don't think I could contain myself. No. But um, Jesse actually called Glendine the next morning and she let her know that they were going to Vegas, but she never mentioned anything from the night before, you know, and again, Glendine found that to be really odd because Jesse's call yeah. in the middle of the night, you know, had her so upset and worried. Yeah. It's a little odd, right? Very, very odd. But um, Jesse was only supposed to stay in Vegas for two weeks until her 21st birthday. But in a short amount of time, she met a man named Peter Todd. 
Um, they fell in love, they moved in together, they got engaged. And like I said, everything just happened so quickly once Jesse got to Vegas. Um, after Jesse went missing, Glendine hired a um, private investigator. And, you know, the private investigator, he was like very clear that within 10 months time, Jesse went missing after arriving in Vegas. And so you have to stop and think everything moved really quickly from the moment she got there until she went missing. <laughs> 10 months. Like, not even months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that private investigator, he he um, he worked for months. He gathered information and he found it out that um, Jesse was hospitalized. She had a broken jaw. Um, she was working for an escort agency and she was arrested twice, once in June of 2005 and once in September 2005 for solicitation. And um, her boyfriend slash pimp, Peter Todd, he worked with a Bales Bond company and that Bales Bond company that he worked with was the one that bailed Jesse out, but not only Jesse, other women that work for him. Yeah. You know, During um, yeah. Glendine believes that Jesse was formed in, you know, forced into human trafficking. And, you know, I, I didn't realize the statistics. So I kind of read the did you knows. Human trafficking has a global estimated market of $42.5 billion a year, according to a report from the Council of Europe. That's unbelievable. A year. And, yeah. And the United Nations estimates 2.5 million people from 127 countries are trafficked annually. Those numbers are just unreal. You have to it think is. of the amount of people that is affected by human trafficking. Every year. Every year. That's insane. So in two years, that's five million. <laughs> it yeah. adds up really quickly. You know what I mean? But um, um, I just shake my head. I'm just. It's. I. I guess I'm just amazed for the fact that she went to Vegas and just within a matter of a few months. I mean, everything just moved so quickly. She, you know, she moved there and then she was, you know, working. In prostitution, she was working for an escort agency, and she went missing. But there was different details that I, I kind of read because I did a little bit more research. I, Glendine and I have been friends for a lot of years, and I knew the case, but I kind of wanted to brush up on it. Mm -hmm. But things that I found really odd, being a woman, is um, it said when her boyfriend Jesse had an appointment, and when her boyfriend arrived home before she did, everything in the house was gone except for her makeup and her hair dryer. Being a woman, I'm not leaving home without my hair dryer, <laughs> my brush or my makeup. And they found that kind of odd because, mm -hmm. you know, normally yeah. it would have been some of the first things that, that one would take. So, you know, there were, and there were some other things that, that didn't add up with this um, Peter Todd. I have a lot I want to say, but due to the fact that, I have to be careful what I say, <laughs> so I'll refrain. <laughs> so, but, um, and I have supported um, Glendine's organization, Math, ever since it has come out. I think all parents need to be educated on human trafficking. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as no one's immune to it, Lori, it can happen to anyone, anytime, anywhere, any place. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. And, we need to educate our children and let them know that this is a real crime 
and it's a real danger so that they can have a defense against it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you know, I just, like I said, my heart goes out to Glendine because I couldn't imagine myself being in that, that position. But um, yeah. like I said, she is, she's doing everything within her power to bring Jesse home. And my thoughts and prayers are with her. And I hope that Jesse is brought home safe. But um, I just wanted to remind you that, because I know you're familiar with the case as well. In just a few weeks, uh, Jesse will be missing for 15 years. And mm -hmm. it's, un it's unreal because I can remember the first time I heard that, you know, that she was missing. But like Lindy, and I have hope that she will be found alive and she will brought home, be brought home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, you know, we'll share the um, website link and whatnot because there's a new sketch of Jesse, what Jesse Foster would look like today at her at the age that she is now. And it's a little, it's helpful to see what she would look like now instead of what she looked like, you know, so many years ago, right? Yeah. Um, so we'll post the links and whatnot um, in the description below in, once the show is done. And, you, you know, you click on that and you can take a look because there, there are so many of those women who end up being trafficked in the sex trafficking industry and they're moved from city to city. Yeah. Times. Um, and so she may not, they might've moved her out of Vegas. See, they might've moved her somewhere else. I have yeah. read a report that I found today online and it said that she, they did track her throughout the United States to a few places, but then she was overseas and they haven't heard anything since she's been overseas. But like wow. I said, there's a report that I read online and how factual it is. I really don't know. I get most of everything I get from Glendine. I go directly mm -hmm. to the website or I ask her yeah. personally. So yeah. we have different reports come up. I don't always believe everything they say. I always do my research. This is just like an emotional topic for me because I, th I think the world of Glendine and I really want to see this young girl be brought home. It, it's sad. I mean, it's just so sad when you think about it, because like I said, she was so young and she had the rest of her life ahead of her. Yeah. And, you know, to be, taken and forced into the world i just can't imagine i don't think most of us can imagine though no it's just horrific um absolutely horrific and i know when i first saw that case you know when i first became aware of the jesse missing jesse foster case i actually was i because I, I live in calgary <laughs> she was in calgary yeah living here for a while and i i actually still look for her to be honest with you, <laughs> I still keep my eyes open for her because she could be here, you know. Yes. Um, as much as we've oh. traveled over the years and gone to different cities and stuff, I, it's like you you always have an eye out. You're you're always looking. As I said last week, we are constantly updating people about the missing missing children, missing people, endangered people. I mean that that is something that you know the minute they come in, they are initially out. And like I said, we have a few followers. They get kind of upset because, you know, we're sending out 10 or 15 tweets or posts a day about missing. But if that was your child or your loved one, you would want that person brought home too. So, you know, we're, we're very compassionate about, you know, people's feelings and, and their love for their family. Like I said, if that was my family, I, I really don't know how I would react. So 
I just think that it's best that we put the information out. And as many times as we've put the information out, we've seen a lot of people and a lot of children come home. So it's right. it's, worth, it's well worth it. Absolutely. And when because, you think about it, I mean, that's what Advocacy United for Humanity does. Yes, because any one of those kids that go missing, they could be forced into sex trafficking or anything. I mean, we, we really don't know. So I think it's best that we share as often as we can. Yeah, that's right. And since you mentioned that, Donna, I forgot to mention earlier, I was um, in New Mexico, had this children were disappearing uh, into thin air. This is when I was young, when I was growing up, um, same age as I was when I was growing up. So in the late 60s, um, early 70s. And this case, just with these missing children cases went on and on and on. And it was in the news because families were missing these children, you know. Their child had been out riding a bike, didn't come home. You know, their daughter, this, their, their son, their daughter, you know what I mean? All sorts of children were disappearing all over New Mexico. So they started to actually have, well, obviously they started an investigation in on it, but they actually then started a real, um, what do you want to call that? Where like, you know, ICE and all, where they actually got their own, they knew it involved a green van. All, all the cases that any information came in about a, a vehicle in the area where the child was at the time that the child went missing, it always involved this green van. And it, the van had no windows, you know what I mean? So it was it, it was an older, beat up kind of a van. And um, they, you know, they were basically telling people, if you see this green van, you know, your child especially run because they're out there picking up children because what they would do is they would use these children sexually, sexually abuse them, and you know for how who knows how long, and then they would dump their bodies in the desert. So sad. So the children weren't missing for very long, you know, maybe a year or two. They just used them sexually until they died, and then they just dump them. And so this is part. This is kind of I've always even as a child, I've aware of this sort of stuff growing up as a teen, aware of this sort of stuff. Um, into my, you know, all of my life, this has bothered me. Yeah. You know, it really has. And I really wish that I had, you know, done something like gotten involved in criminal justice and, 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 and in the justice system and, and in the police department and whatnot. And actually, I wanted to be a, a police officer actually for a long time. <laughs> but, <laughs> I just, you know, it just didn't happen. But I, I wanted, I want, to bring these criminals down, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, especially regarding children, because children—it's um, just you know—they are so vulnerable, and they, you as a parent, if you're watching this show, if you're listening to us talking about this stuff, I'm telling you, you can't—you cannot protect your child enough. No. Not even people in your own family believe that or not. Ninety-five percent of abuse happens in the home with somebody yes. the child knows. So let's remember that. But we're also talking stranger, stranger danger. You just can't let your kids play anymore out in the backyard without supervision, because somebody could come by and take them. And the more, the worst, most horrific acts being done to these children. I, what I, I, because I was abusing these children, I myself in their shoes of what's happening to them, being raped and tortured, and you know, um, so yeah. I can I can understand what these children are going through. You know what I mean? Um, absolutely, 
unacceptable. So this is why it's so important for people to realize that um, it's not just adults being trafficked, uh, it, it is children as well. And we, you know, you need to, if you're listening to this and you're a parent or a grandparent, you know, you need to protect your children. You really do. Just her, I feel so bad. I, I mean, Jessie Foster, I just pray that she'll be, that, that one day she'll be found. They'll, that she'll be alive and she'll be well. That's my prayer. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I really do. Because for Gwendine's sake, because she's fought long and hard to create awareness. She actually got a, the law uh, changed up here in Canada. Was that Bill yeah. C. Books or whatever? Yes. Um, yeah. Making, uh, making it illegal you know, up here in Canada. So uh you know that's great it's awesome but still you know a lot more work needs to be done but we just need to be aware and like i said we'll share that link with jesse foster's picture her updated you know, drawing of what she looks like now so that you if you're watching this show can take a look at it and then you can keep your eyes open you just never know right yeah you never know who you're going to see i know we had talked a couple weeks ago about um the missing child in pennsylvania and mm -hmm. we just continuously shared and shared and shared. And we had one volunteer. She was so persistent. She just kept calling and calling and calling. And I think they actually got tired of her calling. And um, finally, um, we got a, we got notice because they will update you if the child is brought home. And yeah. um, they, you know, they let us know that the child was brought home safe. And, you know, I was so happy for this volunteer because, I mean, she had shared and shared. I mean, she was sharing around the clock, you know, and I'm like, girl, when yeah. do you sleep? Because she was just so, you know, like, we got to bring this child home. We got to bring this child home. This is one of our own. And I'm like, that's how I feel about every child. Every child yeah. should be brought home. Everyone deserves to be home. And you cannot be too cautious with your children. I mean, Lori, let's be honest. We know people that trust their kids with what they won't loan their car to them. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, that's true. And, and I've been saying that for years. Like, you know, people trust people with their children that they won't loan their car to or that they won't loan five bucks to because they don't trust them to give it back, but yet they trust their kids with them. And yeah, we live in a world you can't do that. This as we said earlier today, this world is so full of evil that it's unreal. People, there's no humanity. There's no love. It's just, it's evil. And you just, you have to watch out for these kids. And that's why yeah. I think that the Community Kids Watch program is so important. Yours, mine, and ours. We watch out for all the children. That's right. You know, I, I say it a hundred times, but um, it takes a village to raise a child. And it also takes a village to protect them. And that's I think right. the Community Kids Watch program is amazing. And like I said, since we started, we've had a lot of great response from people. We have a lot of people coming aboard. I'm actually shocked how well it's going so quick because you, it takes a while <laughs> for people to really get into a program, but um, it, it's taken off and I'm, I'm really pleased. That's good. That's great. I'm glad it is. <laughs> I know I, yeah. the more emails we get, you know, and, it's like, wow, you know, like people are really, they're starting to understand this whole thing, yours, mine, and ours. And and we have said that for years, you know, it's not just your kid or my kid or their kid, it's ours, you know? And I think mm -hmm. it's funny because now people's like, it's funny though, because people will say, I've seen this person do this and I've seen this person do that. And it's like, 
you know, yes, we get a lot of reports. We get a lot of things that people saying what they see their neighbors do, <laughs> but at the end of the day, we know they're watching these kids, you know, mm -hmm. they are actually looking out for these kids. And even though we get the ones where, well, I heard him say this, or I heard him say that, or he sounded like he was being mean to that child. I would rather have a thousand of those reports than I would to lose one child. You know, that's right. Because the issue is, is, you know, on the flip side of that, people say, well, you know, um, maybe it's not my business, you know, and then you get everybody saying that. And then we have the yeah. issue as it was before where children actually had no rights and, you know, um, abuse was just rampant, right? Yeah. Now there's people waking up and, you know, realizing well, with all the awareness out here, I mean, you know, yes. long before us people were talking, but we're still talking. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to keep talking. <laughs> yeah, we're going to keep talking. That's right. Um, you know, it's, it has created a lot of awareness. You know, I hear from a lot of people myself on my own website and stuff because of what I do with my own stuff. Um, basically adult survivor type stuff that I'm doing. But, um, you know, I hear people um, saying, you know, that that uh, there's a lot more awareness out there now. People are paying attention and people do want to get involved and they do want to, you know, a lot more people are willing to speak out. And this is what's really important. That's why, I mean, we've always said, use your voice. Because all of our voices count. All of our voices matter. You know, the minute we shut up and go away or we're silenced, who's going to bring awareness? You know what I mean? Who's going to be doing anything about this, right? So I just think it's important for everybody to get involved. I think some people are afraid to get involved because, like, if they fall, if they call in a report and it's found that there is nothing happening to this child, I think a lot of people fear, you know, repercussion. They're going to get in trouble. But if you make a call in good faith, yeah, it, it's they don't do anything. You know, they just know that you are genuinely looking out for a child. And that's right. Yeah, you know, like I said, I would call a hundred times, a thousand times. But it is funny some of the reports that the the girls are telling Lee and myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that's coming through. But at the end of the day, I'm glad that the program is working. People are talking. People are watching for kids. And like I said, they can some of the things that they call in is kind of like you kind of have to laugh because it's like I've told my own kid. No, you know, <laughs> like telling your kid no isn't a bad thing. But, um, you know, they're they're finally they're starting to really go with the program. They're fi finally starting to see and hear and pay attention. And, and that's what we ask. They pay attention. That's right. Because it's, it's so important. Like, you know, we, like you, like we were saying, uh, you know, a couple of shows back, your voice, like our voice, if, 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 if you don't make that call, let's say you suspect a child's being abused or let's say I do, I suspect a child's being abused and I don't make that call. I may have been the last person to see that yeah. child or to know that, to hear that the noise or, you know, to suspect that the child's being abused or maybe the last person before that child's killed. I could have made a phone call. Could have saved his life, his or her life. This is why it's so important. Um, you never know when you're going to be the last person to see that child alive. So, so, you know, we have to do the right thing, right? Which is, yeah, we do. We really do. Made it, like Donna was saying, call made in good faith. They're, they're, they're happy to see that the public's actually caring about children. No harm done. Because you could do that anonymously. You don't even have to give your name. 
like I said, we have been getting a lot of reports um, on our tech service, our phone service, and also in email. And it's just funny, you know, because it's like, wow, this is what we really wanted. We wanted people to pay attention. Some people were paying a little too much attention because you're allowed to buy your child, no. <laughs> but, but um, you know, but they're, they're actually... Yeah, but they're actually, um, you know, they're they're paying attention and they're actually doing what we asked of them. And it's fabulous. It, it is fabulous. We're off to a great start and I only hope that it grows. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Most people are excited over things. I get excited over a program working. <laughs> yeah, well, it's awesome. I think it's great. I think it's great, too. It's going to be great to see this take off, you know, especially like as the year progresses. Yeah. Um, it's exciting and I'm glad to be part of it too. Absolutely. Yeah. We have the best, like I said last week, we have the best volunteers that anyone could ask for. Everyone is so dedicated about making a difference. And I just, I love our volunteers. Every, every one of them, they just seem like they take charge and they're, they're very dedicated to helping kids. Everyone genuinely wants to help and protect kids. And that means a lot. Mm -hmm. It certainly does. You don't, don't find a lot of people, people for a long time. <laughs> yeah, you don't find a lot of people that <laughs> you know like want to help. M most people don't want to get involved because you know they don't want to overstep the line or they don't want to get in trouble. But the, the volunteers we have, they are voices, great voices. <laughs> yeah, and I think there's a lot of stigma around it too, because child yeah. abuse has always had such a stigma attached to it. Um, the victims, you know, nobody wants to hear from the victims. It's like, okay, take your little Wawa, cry baby self, go somewhere else, go see a psychotherapist. We don't want to know about it. And, you know, without awareness, nothing's going to change. <coughs> and that's what Advocates United for Humanity is all about. Positive yeah. social change. You know, we need to talk about this. This is the talk. This is, this is it. We're talking. This is the discussion. Let's yeah. talk. We need to talk. And more people need this discussion. You know what I mean? Like people around the world need to be having these discussions because it's so important. <laughs> Lives are hanging in the balance as yes. we speak. Lori, you know? as I've said for years, I'm going to keep talking until I can't talk anymore. What I say too. <laughs> I'm going to be a voice. And like I said, my kids always laugh because they're like, that'll be a long time you'll be talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yep, I says, well, they need more people to talk. But like I said, we do have some great volunteers and they are they are great voices. I couldn't ask for a better group of volunteers. We are mm -hmm. blessed. That's awesome. Absolutely. And I agree because I actually I know I know most of them. <laughs> so yeah. They're yeah. awesome. Right? Yeah. So, and they've been around I, for a long time doing great I can work. Say most of them I have known for a very long time. And then with the new chapters coming up and like I said, Warren, Warren is just, I always say he's a rock star, you know, and like he gets this little chuckle, but he is. I mean, and we have more chapters in the works and I'm really excited to bring them for, you know, forward to the public. And like I said, we are building and last year we got cut down because of COVID and we had to back up on all of our programming and everything, but 2021, we're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Look out, 2021. <laughs> Here we come. That's right. That's good. That's what needs to happen. Right on. I think Lee's going to talk a little bit um, about statistics. Okay. Okay. Hey. Um. 
say, you know, 25 million people were trafficked worldwide. Um, that's, that's quite a large number. That's not just sex trafficking, but that's, um, that's all across the board. And when you think of trafficking, you, know, you think of human trafficking, somebody's first thought is, you know, from overseas, but it happens here in our backyard. It really does. Um, now that statistic, that 25 million people, that's from Polaris. And in 2018, just two, just two years ago, they worked on nearly 11,000 cases of human trafficking that were reported to them. You know, those, those cases involved more than 23,000 individual survivors, more than 23,000 survivors of trafficking, and over 5,800 potential traffickers with over 1,900 potential businesses or trafficking businesses. Um, you know, the numbers are grossly underreported. Yes. So, I mean, they're, they're well, because I mean, a lot of people don't know what to look for as well, you know, and, and some people just don't want to get, nope, nope, not my problem, not getting involved. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, we as a people have got to stop doing that. Get involved. <laughs> get involved. Say something. Speak up. Make a call. Um, and you can even contact, you know, make contact online, make a report that way. You can be anonymous. You know, this is just, um, it, it's notoriously underreported, the numbers are. And, you know, that should give you pause. That should, that should make you stop and think, you know, it's, yeah. there is, I, I've got to share a story here in just a minute, but, um, you know, I want to share shared this with you. There was a story that I recently came across here, and I'm going to go to the cheat sheet here. Um, this child's mom was a drug addict who was prostituting herself, and she took her child with her as well. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, wow. Um, so there was a time when this young girl was about 11 years old, and her drug dealer offered the child's mom $10 for her. So mom took the $10 and, you know, let the drug dealer do whatever they wanted to with her child. I just, I can't fathom that. Yeah. I'm yeah. Really hard to my head around that, you know, child yeah. sex by your mother. That is human trafficking. Um, it's in your backyard. It is in mm -hmm. small town USA. Mm -hmm. And I live in Northwest Florida. I live, about three and a half miles, maybe just over three and a half miles from what's called the I-10 corridor. And I-10 runs east to west, and it runs, um, that's one of the biggest uh, biggest areas that um, the trafficking happens. Yeah. Uh, you've got all the rest stops. You've got all those rest stops, and, you know, you can imagine what happens there. Um, you know, let me, excuse me. And, you know, according to the, a study done by the U.S. Department of Justice, um, Human Trafficking Task Force cases, 83%, 83% of those cases of trafficking, the victims were identified as being U.S. citizens. Hmm. It's not just overseas. It is here. Yeah. And it's absolutely crazy. The average age was really 
this this should have some people sitting on the edge of their seat and, and going, wow, um, and want to get involved. The average mm -hmm. age for a traffic victim um, first being used for commercial sex is between 12 and 14 years old. And there have been kids as young as nine years old, eight mm -hmm. and nine years old. Wow. Um, yeah. I just did six, seven, eight, nine, that's what, fourth grade, third and fourth grade? Uh, to put it in some perspective, mm -hmm. there are a lot of agencies out there, um, both law enforcement and um, otherwise, who are getting involved in providing aftercare for human trafficking victims. And, you know, they said the life expectancy for a child taken into human trafficking is about seven years. And they can have, they can be forced into having sex with, you know, with like, you know, hundreds of people, yeah. hundreds of people. It's just, yeah. it just really, really um, blows my mind. It does. It's crazy. Um, yeah, it's horrific. Yeah, there's something here. Last year, was it last year or was it? I mean, sorry, I have to find this. Um, you know, more than a fifth of human trafficking victims here in Florida are children. Mm. And the majority of those victims are female. And it's, you know, the, there are organizations here. And there's one particular called to rescue, which is a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to supporting law enforcement and families who have loved ones, um, with loved ones who have been abducted, trafficked, or exploited. You know, they're, they educate, equip, and work to mobilize people to help respond to the missing and the fight against human trafficking. And the head of Call to Rescue is a man named Brad Dennis, and he's part of, um, he's the director um, for Missing for the Klaus Kids. Um, Klaus Kids. Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> hopefully we'll get Lee back. <laughs> I was just getting into what she was talking about that. I'm like, oh, <laughs> hopefully she'll come back and join us. Yeah. That happens sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it does happen every now and then. And my, I checked my microphone level tonight and it was showing that it was good. So it, this better be good. <laughs> um, check mine. <laughs> yeah, we need to have somebody watch live. You know, so catch us live so they can let us know if they can hear us or not. But these are, you know, it's horrific. And when you think about it, <clears throat> I think that's why people don't want to think about it. <laughs> because most people don't, going through their daily life, you know, they're doing their thing. If they don't know somebody who's been victimized, or maybe they do know somebody, but they've never, you know, they didn't know sort of thing because it's they never told them. But you know, most people find this stuff so uncomfortable. You know, it's kind yeah. of like even hearing about it or thinking about it causes them to, you know, uh, you know, whatever it causes, maybe anxiety. I don't know. You know, people just have a lot of difficulty with this stuff. Um, and I mean, it should shock us. It should cause yeah. that. We shouldn't be okay listening to this. This is not okay. I mean, it's horrific. I just did an open letter um, the other day and people were saying they don't want to hear about child abuse. And 
it's like, I cannot believe like people don't want to hear it, but you know, child abuse is ugly and, and really no, no one really wants to, to read about it or see it or hear it. I, I, even myself, I don't, it breaks my heart to see what these kids go mm -hmm. through, but it, but if people don't talk about it, then there's nothing's ever going to happen. We're never going to make a difference. And I don't think a lot of people see that. I think a lot of people are more thinking, oh, you know, they're worried about hurting their feelings or, you know, it's, um, you know, it's, it's like an ugly situation and it's like, it's ugly, but look what these children are going through. Or just like girls like Jesse, we really have no idea, you know, like what Jesse is, what is, what she's going through, where she is, what's happening to her on a daily basis. And not knowing I'm a person that not knowing what's going on would kill me. It would be a torture every, every day because I'd constantly be thinking what's happening to my child. Mm -hmm. And like I said, Glendine, I have so much respect for her and I, I have prayed and prayed that she, that Jesse is brought home safe. It's just, um, like I said, she just, she's doing everything in her power to bring her home and I have nothing but respect for her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's tough. Um, I guess with, just with Jesse's case, what was kind of really hard to believe is in 10 months time, her life changed dramatically. You know, she, she went from being a happy free spirited person, you know, living life to the fullest to, you know, like I said, she fell in love. She moved into an apartment. She got engaged. But then, I mean, I can't even imagine being forced, you know, to be an escort at an escort agency. I can't, I can't even imagine that. And then when she doesn't want to do it or she says she's not going to do it, to have her jaw broken, to be beat up. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, it's, it's literally heartbreaking. And I always take and think, you know, what if that was my child? Um you know, I, I would never want to see that happen. So I can, oh. you know, I can, I can see, I can see how Glendine feel, you know, feels because I can put myself in certain situations, but the not knowing would get the best of me. I, I think that would be the worst. But like I said, she started math and she's, you know, she's out there, she's fighting for laws and bills and she's doing everything in her power to bring Jesse home. So. Yeah. Yeah. She's never given up. And this is no. the thing. And, and she never why, um, And that's why it's so important, you know, for people to realize, like, you know, if society closes their ears to this stuff and just decides, okay, well, we don't want to hear about it because it's ugly and it's disturbing, um, more children are going to die. And you have to think about it, then it could be yours if you're listening to this. You know, it is important. And if it's not happening to your children, thank God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's not happening to somebody else's child that just lives down the street from you, you know. Um, and so it is important to just be aware and, you know, realize this stuff is happening. You never, you know, you could, you never know. You could just happen to see an article one day out there and end up seeing that person somewhere and save their life, right? Um, because they're out there somewhere. You know, not all of them are have been killed off and not there's there are some that are still there you remember that case now i don't remember their, their names but there was a several i think three or four women actually they, they were women but they were girls originally teenagers who were kidnapped back east um and some of their families kind of didn't even care that they were missing because they were kind of like runaways and stuff and always running away some of the families were fighting to get their children back these went these girls 
Mm -hmm. This guy had him in his basement as sex slaves. Yes, I think that was something we talked about last week. Yeah, for years. So there's a there's a form of human trafficking. They were, but they weren't moved from place to place. But they were virtual. They were actually his sex slaves and his uh, somebody else's his. I don't know if it was his brother or his cousin or you know somebody else was involved yeah. in this too. Yeah. But they were in this guy's basement for years. Even having one of them had a child with this guy, yeah. you know, um, had, some of them he had beaten up so badly, their faces were disfigured. I mean, um, they got us, they escaped one day and got away. Some of them didn't, they got help for the other one that was there. I think, I don't know if they all got out, but anyway, they, they did get help and they got, that guy got busted. Mm -hmm. And um, I think he killed himself or one of the, one of the two ended up killing themselves uh, after they went to prison. Because they knew what was going to happen to them in prison when they got there. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. man, you know it, right? Um, this is the thing you don't, you, you can't. They they don't, you know. It's not well, good, too bad. That's justice served. You know what I'm saying? Justice but the served. thing is, is those girls. I never gave up hope on those girls. And remember, we used to share that post because yes, we did. It's other organization, and we used to share posts all the time for, especially child abuse prevention stuff, and yeah. always sharing missing children. And we shared their posts and I used to pray and I'd pray and I'd pray to the Lord. I'm like, Lord, they're alive. They're out there somewhere. But I had no idea they were all together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. People, right. And then when they found them, I was like, yes, because they were alive. <laughs> and I was like, they see, they don't know me. Those girls don't know that there was a whole group of people out here like us that were praying that they would be found and brought to safety. And they were. <laughs> so, Star Myers and myself actually did a radio show one time and, and we talked about several of them, um, you know, be, being missing. And we kept saying about, you know, watch for them. And we kept sharing their stories. And it was, it was so weird because when they were actually found and brought home, it was like, I can remember working on that case. So, yeah, this is the thing. I mean, it, it touched a lot of people, a lot of our hearts, because a lot of us were out here sharing those posts and, you know, yeah giving up on them and praying for them and some people were even starting like having had, had prayer circles going for these mm -hmm. women young girls i guess young women um they they became young women they were actually teens when they were kidnapped um you know it's just amazing that they actually found them alive yeah and but we have to keep that hope alive for jesse foster as well yes Gloria, i want to remind our listeners to um tonight we just shared briefly jesse's story we only have an hour and for all three of us to do our part, we kind of had to go kind of quickly, but I want to remind our listeners to um, visit Glendine's website. It's math. It's mothers against trafficking humans. And you can read Jesse's full story there. I wish we would have had time to do the, the full story in depth, but like I said, we only have an hour and, you know, yeah. for the three of us to share the stats and everything and, so it, it kind of was kind of quick, but um, I encourage everyone to visit the website, you know, and see her real story. Take a, pic, a, a view of her updated picture, you know, mm -hmm. of what she looks like now. I She doesn't, you know, the the new image, she doesn't really look much different, but she's more yeah. mature. So, <laughs> you know, and like I said, when you see those posters, some people think, oh, it's a waste of time. But I'm telling you, it's not because we have seen kids come home. We have seen people come home. We've seen right. a lot of the elderly come home. So, I mean, it's vital that you look at those posters and you share. 
never stop sharing <laughs> because there's that's always right. hope, you know, and that's with Glendine. I have hope that Jesse will come home. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so we'll just keep him. We'll just keep looking for Jesse. <laughs> keep our eyes open. Keep praying. Keep praying and keep sharing that information. That's right. And for all of the missing and all of the people out there that are that are being trafficked and that are missing. Yeah. So it's really important. But thanks everybody. I, I you know for everybody who's going to tune into the archive, we appreciate it. You can go to our website. We have all of our links there. You can follow us. Uh, we have the AUH uh, for AU4H radio. Uh, page on Facebook now and you can check out um, like each show I'll post the link there we'll be posting what we'll be talking about and um, check out our website our main website Advocates United for Humanity and get what's that website Donna? www.au4h.weebly.com yeah so you can go there and that, there's that's where all of our resources are that's a great yeah. website lots of resources tons of information and um, it, it's in the links below too but be sure and go and check it out and get involved. If you want to be one of the, if you want to be ambassador and be a community kids, a kids watch ambassador, then you should just get a hold of us. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you should do. So, <laughs> because we, we, we want more, more and more people to get on the wagon here and just join us in this. And we also want you to come back next Wednesday, same time, same place to watch, uh, to, to not just to watch, but to be here with us, joining the conversation. You can type your, your questions or comments in the live chat and then I'll be watching that and we can we can have a discussion. You know, you can you can contact us and, and be part of the show really and be a part of this. Be a part of this. We want you to join us. So be here next Wednesday, same time, same place and we'll post the, the link will be here. If you haven't already, like the video if you like it and also subscribe to our channel. Smash that like button. <laughs> Smash <laughs> and smash that subscribe button too. We're new, we're a new channel on YouTube, so we yeah. need people to share this. I want it to go like wildfire all around the world. So, <laughs> signing off tonight, Lori and Donna, <laughs> saying good night. We'll see you next week. Good night, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Good night.